There we go. Kelsey, here we go. Finally, long overdue podcast. Welcome to the AWPT podcast. Thanks for having me, Kayla. For anyone who doesn't know Kelsey, she is a coach, trainer, personal trainer, and also an AWPT educator. She went through the first AWPT mentorship, and she is absolutely kicking goals over in the States at the moment. Kels, um, give us a little bit of background on you. How did you first start getting into health and fitness and then also becoming a trainer? Um, My journey probably started back in more or less college. I, you know, freshman year, you gain the freshman 15. And I wouldn't even say it was a 15 for me, but I was like, I just need to get back into shape. Um, So I picked up running like every other female (laughs) where I picked up running, did that kind of like watched what I was eating, but probably was under eating. Um, Loved running, decided to train for a half marathon, did that, got severely injured, but still did the half marathon anyway. Um, And then they told me afterwards, like, Kels, you hurt yourself. I had a plantar, or I got plantar fasciitis and then compartment syndrome in both my legs. And so they're like, running is just not for you. Um, And so, you know, just going through the running journey, I really dove into the nutrition component and kind of started thinking of food as fuel for my body. Um, But not being able to run, I kind of was at a loss because I didn't know what to do next. I never really lifted. I did kind of the high intensity, you know, lift really fast with weights, I guess. Um, (laughs) Body pump style. Yeah. And so it was, that was my first year actually as a trainer too. I originally went to school, um, for biology and I graduated with my degree in biology, but I had hopes of going to grad school for physical therapy. After doing a ton of shadowing in college, I decided, you know, I was going to apply to the um, physical therapy assistant program, but in the short term for the summer, I got a job as a trainer. Um, It was only supposed to be for three months, and then I was supposed to go to more school. Well, as I started as a trainer, I fell in love with it and didn't really have a pull to go back to school because I actually loved the exercise portion anyway. And that kind of stemmed my whole journey because I was also thrown into an atmosphere where it was more bodybuilding and powerlifting style of training, which I had never done. Um, And one of the girls in the gym kind of took me under her wing and that's kind of how I started lifting. And granted, it probably wasn't correct form and it wasn't the correct, you know, style or anything like that, but that's kind of what stemmed it. And then After that, I got into bodybuilding and I had actually competed for only two years. Um, So it was a very short stint, but I got into it even more when we talk exercise and nutrition from bodybuilding. Um, And that was a great, great journey for me. I learned a lot. I learned the nutrition component even more. I learned actually how to train properly. Um, But at the same time, my journey started at the time I started bodybuilding. Um, And I say that because during that time, I was on birth control. And I kind of realized like at that time, I was like, you know, my body should be able to get this on its own. And 
for whatever reason, I thought it was also making me hold water during my prep season. So I just decided to go off of it. And I actually never got my cycle. And I thought, well, that's probably normal. It takes time to get back. Well, granted, then I did two years of bodybuilding where you're under, you know, a stress state, your body's not eating a whole lot. You're probably working out more than you should. Um, And I didn't really know any better until afterwards, after I was done competing, where my first off season, um, and I should preface this too, I sat even in my off season at like 15% body fat, which is relatively lean for a long time. And after that, you know, I realized that in my off season, I was having a really hard time with a lot of things where I was having a hard time sleeping. I was having cravings. I was gaining weight, even if we were decreasing my food and upping my cardio. Um, I just knew something wasn't right. And I had been in my off season for about six months and I still hadn't gotten my period and things just to see, didn't seem correct. And I was like losing my hair. Um, so I went into the doctor for my annual physical and she's like, Kelsey, I think we should do a hormone panel for you. And I had kind of researched a little bit on what was going on, but I didn't really know very much about it. And lo and behold, after getting my results back, all of my hormones were flatlined. They were non-existent. I didn't have estrogen. I didn't have progesterone. I didn't have testosterone. And I remember the doctor telling me, okay, well, Kelsey, you need to gain weight first off. And being in this industry and being in the bodybuilding community, that is a really hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so she told me that. And then she told me, hey, back off on your workouts. So I told her I was going to do it. And I kind of was half in probably for about six months to a year yeah. where I was like, I'm doing everything. And it was to the point where I wasn't really seeing any changes. And they were getting concerned because I was 24, 25 at the time. And they were concerned about my bone density. They were concerned about fertility. And when I did my blood work, I, you know, they had told me, okay, start doing some of these things. And I, like I said, I was half in. Well, when I went in the second time, they're like, okay, Kels, we think we need to outsource this to someone else. First off, we need to make sure you go see, um, I can't think of the name, um, an endocrinologist. Oh, endocrinologist. No, an endocrinologist and to see if there is a benign tumor on your pituitary that's stopping it. And they said, yeah, and they said to, you know, we need to check also for cysts on your ovaries too. So that was a really big scare for me because I was like, oh my gosh, like this is more serious than I thought. And during this time, I was actually doing a lot of research on my own. So when I went into the endocrinologist, I told her straight up, I was like, you know, the doctor told me to go back on birth control to help fix it. I said, I'm not doing that. I said, I know I need to eat more. I know I need to do X, Y, and Z. And she was impressed first off because she's like, most people don't come in and know that right out of the gates um, because everything came back normal. Um, She just said, we need time. And it 
it was a long process. I mean, between working with a registered dietitian and then working with a functional um, medicine doctor as well to really get things in place. It took probably two years just to get my first cycle back. And it is, you know, it's been about two years since I got it back the first time. And it's still something that I have to be very, very careful with. And Kayla knows that from working together where if I'm too stressed out, that plays a big role. If I'm under eating, that plays a big role. And if I'm working out too long or too many days, that plays a big role as well. So I've gotten really good at learning my body and knowing what it needs and how it's operating. Um, and that's probably been one of the biggest struggles is just kind of letting go of everything I learned in my younger 20s to realizing that it's more long-term health that we want to focus on. So it's not so much about being shredded for bodybuilding anymore. It's about staying, you know, happy, healthy, and lean um, at the same time. And, you know, the other thing that going through this process, I wouldn't wish it upon anyone, um, but I would say it's a blessing in disguise for me because it really helped me as an individual help all of my clients that I work with, it helped me actually help other trainers and educate them on their menstrual cycle, how to train, how to eat for it, kind of really get in tune with your body. Because it was one thing that I saw time and time again from clients, they had no idea. And all these doctors are saying, go on birth control, that will help fix it. Well, there's something else going on. Um, and it just takes a lot of patience. And it probably gets worse before it gets better. Yeah, definitely. Well, like, I think that's podcast over. You just pretty much covered <laughs> the whole story uh, in one go. That's awesome. But uh, no, I can totally relate. Uh, I think a lot of young girls, especially like apart from the bodybuilding side of things, like that whole story of, you know, as you go through your teen years as a young girl, you know, there is more of an emphasis you know, on body composition. And I remember doing the exact same thing, you know, um, I was always active as a, as a kid, like playing all sorts of sports and things like that. And, you know, as you grow up and you play less and less sport because, you know, your academics and things like that become a little bit more important. Um, yeah. Getting into running, doing the whole running thing, going to body pump, um, you know, that's how I kind of went through that journey. I didn't go into the bodybuilding side of things, but I was going to say you going through that process and, um, you know, experiencing all those things definitely, definitely has had an impact on how you are able to impact your clients now and, and actually having that uh, personal experience in terms of, you know, getting super lean, getting super shredded, you know, being on, on low calories, training really hard, that bodybuilding style. And um, I think, you know, the, I guess, personal and professional growth that I've seen you go through. And how long have we been working together now? Like, has it, is it up to two years yet? Yeah. I mean, I think it was two years in August. August. Wow. That is crazy. I, mm -hmm. Like, where has that two years gone? So, yeah, like seeing you now how you've progressed because yeah you came to me with um you know with these menstrual cycle dysfunctions and I said Kels like you like 
I was so worried about how you would take the style of training that I was putting you through because we needed to decrease the amount of stress on your body. And so I put Kels, I think you were training something like six days a week, six days a week. Yeah. Yeah. Doing. And it was like supersets and like 15 to 20 reps. Like I will say when we first did my training, it was definitely an adjustment for me. Like it, I basically threw everything I knew out the window and was starting <laughs> over. Um, and it, you know, it was, it was an awesome thing because it really showed me what else I could do. Cause I hadn't, you know, I'd done the bodybuilding and I'd pushed that route, but focusing on a little bit more strength and like understanding like how my body responds, it actually responds much better than I thought it would, um, yeah. which is just ironic. You know, really, and I, really well. One thing I wanted to say too, Kayla, when you were talking about young females, I think it's one of those things that we go through life thinking that, okay, this is normal. Or if you're having like menstrual dysfunctions, like that's just normal. Like I'm an athlete, like I shouldn't be getting a period. Like that's great. And I thought the same thing. But when we think about it too, your menstrual cycle is basically your report card of your body. Like how well are you doing? Um, and I think that's one thing that, you know, as, as I work with younger females is just educating them. Cause that's one thing that we haven't talked about really. It's been a very taboo topic for so long as well. Yeah. I like taboo, but also I think there just hasn't been enough research on it either. There's not been mm-hmm. enough research in, um, in the the realm of women's physiology you know we just kind of thought you know males and females like yes we are the same species but also we have different physiology and you know that physiology means we need to adjust our training you know around um you know making certain considerations in terms of nutrition and training Mm -hmm. making sure you know we we can't train the same you know like if you know, if a woman and same thing with guys, right? Like if they're overtraining, if they're overstressed, like their testosterone is going to drop. Uh, but also they are built for different styles of training, different types of training. And I think in the bodybuilding world as well, it is like, you know, the low carb, um, sorry, yeah, low carb, low fat sort of mentality for guys. And that doesn't have as much of an impact um, on them as it does women because we do burn macronutrients uh, differently like our macronutrient metabolism is different and so therefore there needs to be uh, different ratios and different considerations in terms of what we sort of put into our bodies um, you know fats are going to help with um, the synthesis of hormones and also you know women do burn carbs more so at rest we need you know, a minimum amount of carbs per day to actually maintain a healthy menstrual cycle. Um, And so, you know, there is more research coming out at the moment, but there is so much more that needs to be done. Um, And yeah, going through, you know, from that sort of that bodybuilding space that you were in, coming into working with me, giving you like taking your cardio away, giving you four days strength training only, you know, more rest between sets, like just calming the nervous system down. I, you know, I'm going to say like, I was nervous as well, because I know what it is like to sort of 
to bring it back and to slow down. You know, my training was the same where it was like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? I want to make the most maximize, you know, the most of my time in the gym. But, um, you know, I, I did the same thing where I had to slow down and I did work in a strength training facility where it was like, you know, our sessions, it was a bit extreme. Like our sessions were two hours, but we would rest enough between sets. Um, and so, yeah, I, I know what it's like to kind of slow down and, and you as well, we spoke about this, but having that identity sort of built up around bodybuilding, like, you know, I need to be shredded all year round. I need to look be jacked all year round you know I was nervous giving you that but you trusted me and I'm so glad it paid off as well <laughs> I was honestly yeah. like a little bit scared because you know yeah there is that identity around you know looking a certain way and being in a certain space but the way that your body responded like was absolutely amazing you know we had you eating more we had you training less and your body still stayed super, super lean. And, you know, you've had your cycle back and, you know, I think it's been an awesome learning journey for you. Like you yourself now, you're just programming for yourself, the strength training. And so, mm -hmm. you know, you're absolutely killing it. Like your, your form, you know, we had you, especially as well. I think not if we, well, if do we you remember when we started? We take away the physiology and we go back to like the biomechanics as well. And you're like physical injuries, you know, you had back pain and, and you couldn't deadlift from the ground and we had to, you know, pop you up on bumpers and things like that to get you deadlifting again, because, you know, as well, like bodybuilders don't necessarily do, you know, heavy squats, heavy deadlifts and things like that, because they're trying to create more output on certain machines. But uh, yeah, you responded so well. And, you know, I think through that journey, you've been able to educate your clients more on that. And might I just say, educate other trainers as well. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. Kelsey, Kelsey works at a franchise gym in the States in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Is that correct? Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> In the middle of the States, right? Somewhere. In yeah. The yeah. And uh, recently, a few weeks ago, she just presented in front of 62 personal trainers, was it? Something yeah. like that? Yeah, roughly about that. Yeah, the trainers came in. I gave them, um, it was a four presentation on everything that we had learned in basically the AWPT um, course first and the mentorship on training, nutrition, and then we even dove a lot into menstrual cycle and nutrition for menstrual cycle and training for your menstrual cycle too. Um, and that was super eye-opening for the trainers too, because they're dealing with their clients that, you know, are that middle-aged women who don't, don't really understand what their body is going through. So it was, it was really an eye-opening experience to help other trainers educate themselves that maybe they didn't know they were going through um, but then also help their clients too yeah I absolutely love that like your journey from you know going through it yourself experiencing it yourself to educating one-to-one -one your own clients to going to a group of personal trainers is absolutely amazing Kel so you know you should be proud of yourself in terms of that and you know I think you know, I think was our first, uh, just to remind me, our first contact was through the AWPT course. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, well, working. yeah, because we, I mean, COVID hit and we were shut down for six months. Like we didn't have a job. Yeah. Um, and so we used that time to educate. So it was 2020 was a great year. 2020 and 2021 were great years for like personal development and then professional development too. Yeah. Amazing. So AWP Ticos and then Kels went on to continue training with me. Uh, and then we had the start of the six month mentorship, um, which was an amazing six months with 10 incredible ladies. And, you know, we're all still friends. Like we all still, still chat, still, you know, uh, you know, catch up. And, you know, everyone's sort of still yeah. friends. Like I see you guys all like helping each other out, like on Instagram and things like that. So it's been an absolutely amazing journey. Um, and I appreciate you being a part of it. Well, and we've grown such a tight, tight knit community too, just through AWPT and the mentorship too, that, I mean, everyone wants to kind of feed off of one another and everyone's there to support each other. So you did a great job for instilling that in all of us too. Well, thank you. I couldn't have done it without you guys. Um, but give us a, um, a rundown of, I mean, how your business has progressed as well. Because did you start out at Lifetime? Is that where you first started training? No, my first job actually was at LA Fitness, which is another franchise. And I was there for about a year and a half. Um, it was a it was a good stepping stone for me because they did all the selling they just gave me clients and I just showed up um and it was what I needed because I didn't really have the experience yet like I said my degree was in biology so I had done my certifications um at the same time and it wasn't I didn't have that biomechanics or exercise science background um, so it was a good stepping stone. I learned from a lot of people there. Um, and then I went into a small local independent gym for about a year and a half where I was the only trainer, which that again, kind of really threw me outside my comfort zone too, because I was the only one. So I had to do all of the marketing myself. I had to learn how to keep my clientele. Um, and then they were also a medical facility too. So I learned how, you know, the biochemistry component plays a role into it. So that's how I got into some of the internal health um, component. And then, then I had jumped um, ship and started with Lifetime and I've been there for almost five years now. And when I first started, it took me about three weeks to decide because I didn't want to get back into a corporate setting because I didn't love my first job. And I told them, I said, you know, I want to do my precision nutrition um, certification as a nutrition coach. If you guys can, you know, allow that. Um, my company said they would pay for it. If you guys can do that, I am all on board. Um, so they hired me and then I had actually been the nutrition program coordinator with them. So I actually built up our entire nutrition program um, where it was supplements, nutrition, coaching, lab testing, kind of that whole realm because um, that was something I was super passionate about and I believed in. Um, and then went into assistant where I helped actually develop some other trainers. And then coming back from COVID, I kind of just went in with, okay, I'm going to do 
I'm going to basically implement all of these components together. I'm going to help educate my clients. I'm going to try to do the virtual. I'm going to try to do in-group or in, um, in-person and small groups and then really hone in on education, education for women's health and internal health. Um, and that's the best part because a lot of even trainers at my club and surrounding clubs too, they come to me for information because they know that it's something that I did a lot of education and research on myself just through my own journey. Yeah. You're like the go-to female health guru in that whole region for yeah. lifetime fitness. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah. So it's been, it's been an awesome journey. And it's, like I said, it's really helped kind of educate other females and women just going through the same thing that a lot of times I think they think they're alone too when they're going through this you'd be surprised at how many of us are actually going through something very similar Um, but we just didn't talk about it for a long time and so now I think more people are actually kind of jumping on board and talking about it so we realize we're not alone anymore yeah and there are you know, there can be different complications at different times of a woman's life. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, being a young woman as well, like I know, you know, I got my period late. I was, you know, I'm going to say like, quote unquote, an athlete when I was younger. Um, And, you know, I didn't have a regular cycle, like the first couple of years. And so, you know, I got taken to an endocrinologist as well. And again, the same thing, they put me on the pill to quote unquote, regulate my cycle which Mm -hmm. I stayed on for five years and you know I didn't know that you know when you first get your period it it does take up to five years for the cycle to mature so irregular periods are actually normal for younger women you know when they're first going through their cycle and then you know you can go through you know if you do go through like a super lean phase then you know losing the cycle can be common Um, you know after after you know, getting pregnant and breastfeeding, there can be irregularities there. And then as well, leading into men, uh, like perimenopause and menopause as well, you know, there are going to be changes there as well. So it's different phases of life that are going to be, you know, different issues that we need to face. And, um, you know, I think education is, you know, the biggest step. And, you know, you created your own eight-week online course as well. Was it eight weeks or is it ongoing? It's ongoing, but it, it originally was eight weeks with worth of lectures because I realized I was having the same questions from the same clients where it was first half nutrition. Okay, what do I eat? Yes. What do I know? Like, how do I portion that out? And then it was, okay, how what do you calories, think about it from nutrients? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the other four weeks was based off of women's internal health and hormones because that was another topic. I just kept getting questions after questions, and I thought, how do I reach more people? Yes. In this industry to help educate them. Yeah, exactly. And this is why this is how AWPT and the mentorship was formed. Exactly. Like same thing, like educating one to one, but answering the same questions over. It's like, well, obviously we're not being educated uh, about this, you know, when we should be or like growing up, if that kind of makes sense, like not at school, not even at university. Um, And so, you know, who's going to do it? And, you know, you and I kind of paving the way, part of the uh, <laughs> part of the vision, hopefully. Um, 
yeah so you know absolutely amazing like educating your clients and uh, you know all of lifetime fitness um, in your region is incredible so yeah good job to you thanks Kayla we couldn't have done it without you either being one of the visionaries love it Awesome, Kel. So I guess um, to wrap up, what do you sort of think is like one of the biggest takeaways uh, that you can tell, you know, the coaches listening in terms of, um, you know, thinking about first and foremost, I guess, their own health um, and their own fitness journey and as well as uh, how they can best help their clients as well. Like I think you know, one of the biggest things that I've sort of taken away from you and I've had to think about myself um, was when you were talking about identity and the identity being sort of wrapped up in this whole, like, you know, I'm a fitness professional. I need to look a certain way um, for people to take me seriously as a health professional. Um, yeah. How, I guess, you know, how have your clients noticed a change in you and, and has that affected the way that um, has it affected your business and has it affected um, your coaching? So a couple of things. I mean, I think first off, like for other coaches out there, if you're dealing with anything like this um, or hormones, things that people say are common does not mean it's normal. So like make sure you're getting your blood work done. If you're having a missing menstrual cycle, you know, if you notice that your skin is super dry or you're not sleeping, like all of those are signs of something your body's telling you you're stressed out um, and you're way better at kind of going against your body um, in a way, I guess. So I would say first thing as a coach, if that's something that you're experiencing, doing blood work and actually like diving into the root cause of the problem is one thing. But then when you talk about identity kale, that was one thing that I think all fitness professionals, we live in this industry where we are supposed to, I feel like look a certain way. We have that identity as a coach we don't want. And for a while I thought when my clients saw me gain weight, they'd be like, well, Kelsey doesn't know what she's talking about. And, you know, I've been in a maintenance for now for like nine months and this is probably the heaviest I've been in a long time, but a lot of my clients, like, I can't even tell a difference. And they're like, I think going through your journey, they always tell me like, Kelsey, it's made you a better coach or so knowledgeable. It's helped me along the way. And just going through that, like we've been able to, even with a couple of my other clients, like they thought something was wrong and their doctor was like, no, everything is fine. I was like, go get a second opinion. And sure enough, they found out like one of my clients found out her testosterone was low, but her doctor said it was completely normal. Um, so it's just those things that has have helped me with my clients too, that they've actually appreciated the journey that I've gone through because they think that it's made me a better coach for them. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like there are a couple of things there. Like, first of all, you are an absolute freak of nature because, you know, your body has responded so well to the change in training. And, you know, I can't even tell that, you know, you've increased your weight. Like you look still super, super lean, super, super jacked um, and absolutely amazing. Um, and then two, like, 
it's true like just because something is within a normal range like with uh doctors for example they take a range that's you know say quote unquote normal but it doesn't necessarily mean it's optimal because the the um statistics that they're taking it from are usually people who are a little bit more sick right like they're not a hundred percent healthy like that's where these ranges kind of come from it's like um yeah like a normal range but doesn't necessarily mean it's optimal and so they can sort of say oh yeah it is within the normal range but you know if you're still experiencing symptoms it's like well obviously there's something going on you can't just be like oh wait it's normal and then you're you're experiencing a loss of a period or or irregular cycle whatever it's not it's obviously not normal um and so the other thing I say the other thing too, Kilo, even with my journey, and we didn't touch on this because we could be a whole nother topic is, you know, we talk about hormones. Hormones are so important, but your gut health is so important mm-hmm. as well. And so like, even if your hormones come back somewhat on that normal or optimal level, but you're still experiencing it, could it be more of a gut issue? And that's something that I've also dealt with over the past year or so, but that's like a whole nother topic in itself. But there's so much going on internally that you really have to be an advocate for yourself Mm. when you're talking to a normal medical doctor versus a functional um, practitioner. Mm. Well, it's all interconnected, right? Like gut health and hormones, Mm -hmm. like it can all be, all be related. Um, like no system exists in isolation, like no one right. system, your nervous system, your um, your hormones, your gut health, like all of it, like your mental health even, uh, all yeah. of it's, it's interconnected. We can't look at things separately. Like, you know, I kind of relate it to, um, you know, people who, you know, may be experiencing back pain or may not be experiencing back pain. Like you can have... Um, you can have back pain and you can have a completely normal scan. You can have, you know, nothing sort of shows up on scan. And the, the opposite is also true. Like you can have a scan and see disc bulges and all these sorts of things going on, you know, degeneration in the back, but you might not be experiencing any symptoms at all. So, you know, we're looking at the person in front of us is one of the most important things. There is no, I guess, um, one way of doing things for everyone it's like looking at the individual looking at their individual lifestyle factors you know their unique physiology biomechanics whatever it is um and you know treating that individual in front of you you know the same the same program the same process uh, the same protocol might not work for everyone it's it's very individual because yeah. everyone has a different life Everyone has different lifestyle factors, different stresses, um, you know, a different makeup. And so, you know, we need to be considering the individual in front of us. Yeah. And you can think about it as each individual is super unique. So two plans are not going to work. Two people could do the same plan, but we could have very, very different outcomes from both of them. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I just wanted to bring it back quickly before we finish again to what you were saying about being an advocate for yourself, you know, being an advocate for yourself in terms of your own health, you know, if, um, if you're a client, but then also being an advocate for yourself because we're, we are speaking 
to mostly coaches here, um, being an advocate for yourself in terms of your own your own marketing and your own coaching is really difficult. You know, you were saying before, you know, at LA Fitness, you were giving your clients and, um, you know, they did the selling for you. You don't learn that as a coach either, how to sell yourself. And it is one of the biggest things, you know, we are coaches because we got into coaching because we loved it. We got into training because we loved it. We didn't get into it because we loved sales and loved business, but that is a part of it. If you are going yeah. to run and own your own coaching business, which you pretty much are, unless you're an employee, um, you know, still you have to market yourself because you want to attract the, the clients that you want to work with as well. And, you know, if you are a contractor at a gym, you know, you still have to sell yourself. You still have to market yourself. And that is really difficult. Um, and it does take time as well to find your niche. I think, and you know, Kelsey, you found yours now. Um, working, yeah, with... but it... sorry, as I say, it took me about three, three to five years to figure out where I fit in within the fitness industry. Industry, so like any new and upcoming coach, like that first year is probably just the hardest because you're learning so much. So just like gut through it. Um, Cause eventually you'll find where you fit in the spectrum and you'll figure out what you're really good at and what, you know, genuinely you can recommend to people and can do for people too. Yeah. I think that's great advice. And, you know, when you first start out, you do, you, you take anyone on. You work with anyone who wants to work with you pretty yep. much. And it isn't always fun, but, you know, through that experience as well, you find out who you do like working with and who you don't like working with. And then you can really hone in and become really clear on your marketing as a coach and who you want to attract, basically. You know, you create your your avatar, your ideal client. <laughs> can I just say something? <laughs> Actually, something just came to my mind before we finished. Um, I, at the start of this year, I, I hired a, um, a creative, like a graphic designer and a, a branding specialist, basically. And we sat on a call for, it was like two hours, over two hours, probably just really nutting out AWBT and the business and what it was. And she was like, okay, who's your ideal client? We're going to make this avatar of her. What's her name? And I was literally, it was you. It was based off you. I was like, <laughs> I have it. Honestly, I have it in my, um, in my style guide, in my branding guide. It's like, here's your ideal client. Her name is Kelsey. She's this, 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 and this. And I was like, oh, oh my that gosh. just came back to my mind. So there you go. That's funny. And here we are. Oh, here One we are. Two years later. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, that's well, too funny. Thank you so much for jumping on, Kelsey. Thank you for sharing your story. I think it is super valuable, um, you know, what you've been through and what you've experienced. And now that you are leading the way for, you know, for your clients and as well for other coaches, I'm so grateful that our paths crossed and you trusted me with your coaching and your nutrition and, and helping being a part of that journey. And now, you know, being a part of the journey of AWPT and the vision of, you know, um, helping more coaches help more clients out there. So thank you so much. Um, yeah, just for jumping on now and then for also being a part of this journey. Well, thanks, Kayla. I couldn't, I wouldn't have said it any, you know, any better. I mean, coming here and helping and learning from you has been 
what I needed in my coaching and just in my own personal professional development too. Um, so I'm super grateful for the opportunities and for AWPT as well. So thank you. Cool. And um, I guess watch this space in terms of what's happening over over in the States. We will see. Yeah. We will see. 